0: Episode 110 is here, everybody, with on-air reporter Kendall Forward, and really appreciate Kendall's time coming on to share her story, share behind the scenes what goes on, her criminal reporting, her journey, her path from University of Georgia here to Cleveland, Ohio, and everything in between. We talk about social media, life in general, um, I don't know, we get into just a bunch of random talk and uh, hear about behind the scenes of uh, the journalism, the on-air reporting world, and just what goes into it day in and day out. So really appreciate Kendall's time. Check her out online. We've linked her up in the show notes. And before we get there, as always, everyone, please click subscribe. Continue to join and subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and your family. We continue to grow. And uh, we're not doing that by mistake. We're doing that because there's people out there that are finding value, and I really appreciate everyone that is and that is sharing the episodes and that is giving us the five stars, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you all. And with that said, everybody, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode with the one and only Kendo Forward. The
1: optimal life.
0: Best. Doing doing a a drunk podcast, just sitting back drinking. you ever listen to
1: um, Drunk History?
0: i've seen that essentially
1: that they like retell history but they're really drunk
0: they just sit around and just get drunk during the podcast and and
1: well it's a tv show but i think they've also made a podcast now so they're really drunk and they like retell times in history like i don't know the signing of the constitution but like they're really hammered and so they
0: (laughs) and it's actually entertaining it is really
1: (laughs) well in the tv show they have people acting it out how they're telling it drunkenly I don't know. You have to watch you gotta it. Watch it <laughs> you got to, to watch appreciate. it. Is
0: there's so many podcasts out there now. Yeah. Bring, bring that microphone a little closer to you because it's just. Um, right there? Yeah, you could move it around. And, okay. Um, there's so many podcasts. Yeah. I'm glad you took the time to come on onto this one. So my, I, my I got first, so lucky. This <laughs> my is our first awesome. podcast. <laughs> this is your first podcast. It is. How long have you been in journalism and doing broadcasts for?
1: About five years. So I started in Steubenville, Ohio. That was my first job out of college. And you know, starting in journalism, you're gonna start in a super small town in the middle of nowhere. And I ended up in Steubenville. I'd actually never been to the state of Ohio before. And I started there. I remember sitting in a
0: booth. Where the hell am I? Yeah,
1: I literally, my parents dropped me off, and I was sitting in a booth at a rib restaurant crying as they were going to leave me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm giving the best days of my life to this little town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my prime. I'm mid-20s, and I'm stuck in Steubenville, But Ohio. I
1: honestly loved it. I love Steubenville. I love everybody there that I met there. It was wonderful. So if anyone's listening from Steubenville, like, shout out to where the is the Where do you go
0: in <laughs> Steubenville to have a good time?
1: uh Applebee's duh Oh
0: <laughs> shit <laughs> I should have guessed. And I could have guessed that. If
1: you want to go off the beaten path, you go to Speedee's. But I mean, there's those are the places.
0: <laughs> Applebee's. I used to go to Applebee's all the time and uh, when I was in college in law school and I would always get the boneless wings. The Applebee's boneless wings are so good. You can't go and wrong. And they
1: have, like, $1 margaritas on oh, Tuesdays or something. Oh, so you go something. there for the drinks.
0: I see what you do. Well, okay, okay. I mean, I'll get
1: off work at, like, 11. I go for a drink, and, you know, you have weird hours as a yeah. starting-out reporter, and you got to go to Applebee's and hit it up. Plus, I was best friends with the bartender, and, you know, it all worked.
0: What were you reporting on when you first started?
1: God, everything.
0: You still are, right? I, mean, I still am. Still kind of I doing still that. am. It's yeah. still
1: essentially general reporting, I mean, but I would be reporting on crime, murders, and then other times there would be days when I would not have a story, because we would have to come in with our own stories, and I would be scrambling, and I would not have anything, and we had to shoot, edit, and write all of our own stuff, and we had to get a lot of stuff, a lot of content, and I would be so desperate on some days, (laughs) I would just contact everyone in my phone that I knew would be like, please talk to me about something. So it gives you that creativity in storytelling and coming up with something when there's nothing when you're starting
0: out. So if you couldn't find the story, is it better to just put out something that's half-assed or do you just kind of skip? What, 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 how does that work? Or you do gotta, you have to come up gotta with you got to come up with something and
1: there's always a story. Okay. I'm, my motto is everybody has a story. You just have to find it and tell it. So... It's just getting it's just, down to it. And, and
0: sometimes it's, it takes, like you said, the creativity, yeah. the work, to try to find the, the angle or the twist, or how do, I, how do I make this a little bit more interesting?
1: Right. How do I make this have a little bit more of a news edge? How do I make this exciting? But there's always stories to be told everywhere, which is one of the things I love about this job, is there's a million stories in this world. There's a million stories everywhere. Even if you're in a small town, big town, you just have to find it.
0: I feel the exact same way about this podcast. Yeah. because I've had people on like I was telling you I've had UFC fighters on I've had big time media personalities on I've had NFL players on those kind of things and then I have on Joe Schmo from down the street they're the most interesting one, and they've got a story to tell about something that they've gone through or overcoming adversity whatever it is they've got such and people don't care about the NFL stuff they want to listen to the real shit yep. it's so true it's so true everybody does have a story um and i think the crime has to be fascinating it is covering the crime
1: it it is it's you kind of get that front look at everything that first look at stuff it's it's hard but i think it's also interesting and it's the adrenaline rush of news cuz you're you know everything's going so fast and you're in the breaking aspect of it but i also do love those feature feature stories. I think I'm half and half which of which I prefer. Sometimes, you know, you want to do the breaking news. This is fast happening right now. But then sometimes I like to do that softer, but bit more creative aspect. One of my favorite reporters, Steve Hartman, he will just throw a dart at a map and he'll go to a random place in the country and he'll pick a random person and he'll tell
0: a story about the them best and it's story not of all time. newsy. It yeah. plays in
1: the last segment of CBS or something and it's phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So when you cover the murder stuff, I always said and I've said this if I could have been an attorney, if I practice law I would love to be a criminal attorney. I think it's fascinating. It'd
1: be so interesting. It's so
0: interesting. It's high paced. Are you a crime junkie where you're watching like the 48 hours and those kind of things? I like
1: 2020 and Dateline and all that kind of
0: crap. You know what's really cool I've come across? There's a page on uh, YouTube called Jim Can't Swim. (laughs) Okay. Are You familiar with this? I'm not. He's got a big following. It's it's um, like police interrogation videos. Okay. And he breaks down the psychology of you know he'll stop he'll pause and say this is what's going on and now they're using this tactic and watching like these certain people come through there and being so confident at the beginning and being broken down. Yeah. Thirty minutes into thinking it, thinking they're going to get it's around so, police. Yeah, it's so fascinating to see the psychology. Yeah. Behind what these people are thinking. I just watched this uh, documentary, too, Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix. I saw that.
1: That was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. Holy shit, right? (laughs) For the longest time, I thought it was actually about cats.
0: So did I.
1: (laughs) But when I watched it, I was like, my mind was blown. And the power of the internet, all of that, what people can do just behind their screens is ridiculous.
0: It's so scary. Yeah. It's so scary. Did you watch the whole thing?
1: I did. Yeah.
0: There's some sick fucking people out there. There
1: are. There are people that's the one thing people are crazy
0: what's the craziest to date in your short few years now doing this what's the craziest story that you've covered so far
1: oh man people always ask me this and I can never come up with a good answer for it because I feel like nothing surprises me anymore
0: Damn, I I thought that was the first time you ever got that (laughs) question. Damn it. We'll cut this out. (laughs)
1: No, I'll come up with a good one. I've covered a lot of crazy things, just people, mostly they're, you know, just crazy crimes that people do. Um, And, you know, having to go to the middle of nowhere late at night and shoot something, which is always just, it's more being there. And that's what's all going on there is like crazy and exciting. Um, but
0: Take, the, yeah, that, like something like that, right? Right. Where you're covering a crazy crime. Right. What's What's one that's came to mind that you've covered?
1: God, like the wife killing her husband and her kid and her boyfriend and everything. So it's stuff that you kind of know happens, but when you're dealing with it on a daily basis, you're just like. Oh, wow. Yeah, like
0: when you see it on 48 hours, it's one thing, but yeah. when you see it in real life, it's a whole different thing. Exactly. So you go out there, right? You get out there at what time, whatever?
1: Like two in the morning. Two in the morning. Yeah. You get
0: So what? Ha- take us through the, the process. What happens? You get called by the station. How does this all work?
1: Well, thank- thankfully now I, I have a photographer and I don't have to go out there crazy hours by myself, but it's I have been in the past gone out by myself and gone to wherever the scene is and done that and just, I because I was one that was there, because I was one that was already at the station and I would go and shoot it and, you know, we would be there.
0: You, you pull where, up well. at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. there, there's, there's police presence. Yeah. There's, right? There's right? all these cr- people are on the streets, right? right. Standing around. Yep. And now, and, and you have a, just a videographer with you?
1: Now I do. Now, now, you now do. Now I'm lucky enough that I get to have a videographer with me all the time. So that's super blessing that I love having. Mm-hmm. So. But I, you know, that's kind of how the way is go way of news is going, where people are going out by themselves and shooting trying to these get that things first and getting story that story and be <laughs> the
0: first one out there to publish yep, it. And- yep. But how do you know? Like, how do you know that? All right, this woman just killed all these people. I got to get out there.
1: <sighs> Tips, police scanners, people call in. Um, you know, you got to be tapped in all the time. Got to be tuned in.
0: Yeah. It's, it's Sometimes like, the
1: station will call, you'd be like, Hey, we need to come cover this.
0: Do you like get that FOMO? Like, is it fully is it fully there now? Like you're sleeping and you're worried, holy shit, I could be missing a story. No. It's not it's not <laughs> that bad. No, I'm it's like, not that bad yet. I did
1: when I first started and I was like always like, Oh my god, am I going to Miss a call, or am I gonna be late for something, or what's my story gonna be? But now, I'm, my my sleep is my sleep, my work is You laundry. realize
0: like it's gonna happen, it's gonna yeah, happen. And yeah, I, I probably shouldn't first, say that if
1: anybody's listening to this.
0: <laughs> well, there's only about two or I'm three people. I'm so constantly uh, thinking news if that's
1: <laughs> anyone important is listening, but no, I, I, you gotta, you gotta segment the you things you have to balance realize. out your yep, life, no matter yep.
0: what it is, no matter what it is. Um, so tell us. So you you went to University of Georgia.
1: Yes. Go dogs.
0: Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Southern Bell. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Steubenville. Cause <laughs> you, is that how it works? Like you go into journalism, you you go through school, and then it's well, whoever gives you a job. How does this basically. all
1: basically? Well, yeah. so I tried to convince my parents after I graduated that I was going to stay at school and apply for jobs for three months, four months, however long. That didn't work. They were like, "You need to get a job. You're not." being productive sitting in Athens you're just partying so So you're (laughs) like like, how
0: did you guys know that I know it was like (laughs) I'm totally I'm
1: totally applying for jobs (laughs) so I came home and every day I would focus on a state and I would go through all the small um, stations in that state one day it would be Virginia the next day would be North Carolina and the next day it was Ohio and I happened to be driving through Ohio one day and I told my First news director I said hey I'll be here I want to meet with you at this time this day and he said hey, okay let's do it he hired me I started work two months later and that was that and like I said I'd never been to Ohio before aside from the drive through and never heard of Steubenville but it honestly was a huge blessing it could have not have been a better place to start it's right outside of Pittsburgh you have a big city you're close to an airport all of my friends there were also from other places, and they were coming in. They're some of my best friends still to this day. And it was such a great learning experience because I was terrible when I started. <laughs> I was so bad.
0: Really? And
1: people were so forgiving. And the whole town was just like, oh, that's, it's okay, honey. Try again. My news director was very – he was a great coach
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just really wanted you to succeed. He was kind of like – I call him a news dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I understand <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you mean. But it, so, but that's interesting that you're able to say that. That's interesting that you're able to say I was terrible.
1: Oh, it was, I was literally so bad. <laughs> what
0: what makes uh, what makes an on air reporter? What are some of the things that people struggle with at the beginning?
1: I think a lot of mine was confidence, and I still struggle with that sometimes today. But I think the majority of mine was just confidence, and I would think in my head if I don't know exactly what I'm going to say, I would it would just overcome me, and it would just come off as very green. I was green, but it would just make me look very
0: bad. <laughs> and then it's like the, then then you're overthinking the right. way you're sounding and or right. did I pause for too long? Am I trying to catch my thoughts? And am I saying it? And then you start maybe even going... Right? And the it overthinking
1: goes, thing is it, it kills yes. anybody because once you start thinking too much about anything you get in your head and then you just lose every form of self-confidence that you could possibly have.
0: And that's, there's no way to succeed in this no, industry with that. No,
1: absolutely not. You you've got to just even if it's false self confidence, even if you do suck, you've got to be confident and really fake it till you make it.
0: Absolutely. Um, that's that's. So how long do you think it took you to start getting really into a comfortable flow?
1: I think my first six months were definitely my roughest, and then I think, but I think the first two years in general are just kind of the biggest learning experience where you kind of figure everything out and. You're figuring out where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, where everything kind of fits as with you as a journalist and as a reporter. And I think those steps really started after the first six months. And then, like, the year you really saw that and I felt it within myself. And then after that, things started to really come together for me. But every – I mean, I think if you stop learning, you you need to be doing something 100%. else. 100%. You're always – I'm still learning all the time. I'm still – working on things i still know things that i need to improve on so
0: it's, it's like a, the barbara walters right. comment before right right you know how many times i'm sure after a broadcast she'd be like "Fuck," <laughs> and we'd be like god ah, that was yeah, great like, that
1: was perfect yeah, but right? yeah exactly and she's always like oh no that was terrible we're our own b- biggest critics
0: yes we are yeah yes we are and nobody knows nobody knows like
1: great. Right. no one else knows they're like oh that's perfect <laughs> like she's fucking like, no. awesome didn't you see what we messed up there <laughs> sucked
0: so do you find yourself, too, when it comes to certain topics, with murder, you obviously like the, the criminal stuff, do you find it's easier when you're reporting on something that you're really interested in? Does it is it more natural when you're talking, or does it really not matter? You can go and report on you know a nursing home and still have the same.
1: Yeah, I think <clears throat> it's definitely easier when you either are interested in or you're excited about it, because I think the audience can tell you're excited about it. And when you're not interested in it, like politics and council meetings, I I can tell because I'm like I can tell that I'm bored with it. So So
0: I can can tell they I I can tell they come off
1: as boring. Yeah. And again, I think I overthink about it, and it's if I'm not excited about it, I think sometimes that often translates into what I'm what I portray, not on purpose, but you know something I can again work on, but sure.
0: That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes a ton of if sense. If you're not
1: excited, it's not necessarily gonna. Sh- we can We can only fake so much. <laughs> I know. It's like this.
0: It's like this interview. I'm really fucking bored. <laughs> but we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um. Uh. So Steubenville, right? Right. So yeah. Steubenville, and then are you like doing sports too? Because I know there's football. Oh my god. No. People ask me if
1: I do sports a lot. I literally know so little about sports. It's almost do you comical. know who won the Super Bowl? The. Um, 49ers. No, wait. Yeah, no, Kansas City. <laughs>
0: First, at least you knew who played in it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually
1: do know it was Kansas City.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So you didn't report on high school football because I think football is pretty big over there.
1: It. it oh it's huge. no, we've it's we huge. have a huge. So every Friday would be like Friday night football, whatever. And once they realized how useless I was in that whole thing, they basically be like can you put your story down to like 30 seconds or less and get out of the way of the computers so that like everyone else can do their stuff? The people that
0: actually know what they're talking yeah, about. around. like
1: here. so you are useless about sports <laughs> and you cannot contribute and we need these computers so like get in, get out and move on. They're like, can... hey,
0: was there a murder in town yeah. tonight? Let's send her over there. Exactly, they're yeah. like,
1: unless, unless it's like something really critical, just get out of the way.
0: So Steubenville, got your feet wet, great learning experience tv dad the guy that's running the thing (laughs) you're there for two years about yeah and and then and then how do you what happens from there
1: so then i went to dc i got an opportunity to go back to work um at like a family-owned station there and i was a political reporter there and i lots of great opportunities to interview um you know pretty much everyone involved in politics down there i did that for a year and then I was kind of like, okay, done with the politics. As I said, it's not totally my thing, but it was a great experience. Um, and then I wanted to get back into local news. I was looking for something else, and I ended up here in Cleveland. That's pretty much it. So,
0: uh, Like, how does that ha- – do you have to send reels out? How do they yeah, find you?
1: Yeah, um, I was applying to different places. I was kind of looking all over. I wanted to go someplace where I, I knew I would like, where I was comfortable, where I didn't see myself just bopping all over again Mm -hmm. for at least a little while Um, so I was being very particular with where I was choosing Um, so then I had talked to one of my bosses here before and kind of we reconnected and then that was that yeah that was that
0: so then this was how about a year and a half ago yeah about and you got you moved to good old Tremont, Ohio.
1: I did. Tremont, Ohio. What what, what,
0: what do you do in Tremont? What's fun to do down there? Oh,
1: <laughs> well, you know, we got a, little, got a lot of little bars and... Uh, Parallax. Parallax is great. Parallax is really good. A good restaurant. Dante's, Dante's. Fahrenheit. Dante. Uh, Janko's. Jinko's. I can never uh, say place, that properly.
0: Uh, what's that room? The Velvet Tango Room for a little the drink? That place is good. Yeah, little.
1: Porco's Tiki Lounge. That's never right in my that. hood. Oh, you got to check it out. They're like Death by Umbrella drinks over there. Oh, cool. Nice. There's... When you pass it, it looks like it's boarded up and closed. But if you go at the right time, it's a whole vibe. Really? Yeah. It's like you one of those like speakeasy kind of... Yeah, well, it's obvious that it's there. They've got our whole truck and everything. But once you go in, it's like a Hawaiian island party.
0: But is that like a summertime vibe or is it a...
1: I mean, you could definitely go in the winter. Okay. You could go like next Saturday night and it would be fun. Nice. But I think... I actually don't know if I've been in the summer, but if you did, I'm sure it would be way it's more even fun. Hey, it's be even you're better. You're talking about
0: umbrella drinks? Yeah. It's it has to Like right? they
1: light drinks on fire, they do the whole thing.
0: So, what's your drink of choice? I know you said something about margaritas at Applebee's for a (laughs) dollar. So, so,
1: mind you, I was like living in the Hampton Inn for the first
0: six (laughs) weeks there.
1: So, I would be like living in the Hampton Inn, in the dead of winter, going to Applebee's. That's the worst. It was really a life highlight. (laughs) The, The Hampton,
0: and you know those Hampton Inns, while they're nice, if you're just doing a quick thing.
1: For to six be stuck weeks there
0: for six weeks. and I
1: also think because I didn't really know what to do in the middle of winter and I worked on hours, I think like the housekeeping like they started to get concerned about me because they would just come by and knock on my door and like I had all of my belongings there. I had a blender, like uh all of my bedding. I had everything there because I was moving <laughs> but, like they were like concerned like honey, you need anything you okay? That's funny. <laughs> yeah so well, the
0: problem with those places they don't have a restaurant. Right. right, well, they have, have those little uh, free breakfasts breakfast, before but it's 8 a.m. They don't have a bar, you can't sit down, no. you can't order anything. So, every night you're either in the hotel room and it's not an extended stay where you have a kitchen, I take it. It's no, just I a had bed a little a, mini fridge where well, that's good, you could that put, that was more, about it. put more drinks in the, <laughs> in the fridge. I could put
1: my wine and my
0: vodka. So, when you got the job here in Cleveland, was that an exciting moment?
1: Yeah, that was it, was. Fun. Yep. it was. Yeah, it
0: was. So
1: I mean, it was sad to leave D.C., of course, but it was exciting because I was ready for that next step. You're like,
0: okay, I've done enough of the politics. This is really not my speed. Yeah. I want to get back to the – so take us through now. Like I I know, like you kind of said at the beginning, everything's – every day is different. You're finding different stories. You're still reporting. You don't have a specific niche still, right? I mean, you're not like the – you're not doing just strictly weather or strictly crime or strictly – right? Yeah, I
1: think whatever big story they assign me to of the day – That's it, and it's usually a hard, oftentimes crime, but more of a breaking, you know, news, news element.
0: Local community stuff, right? And then when you so when you're on, and I don't watch local TV, so sorry for if these questions are. Okay, everyone's
1: telling me that these days.
0: (laughs) I mean, if so, when you go on, do you have to then like your job is to go on site, and then they're going to break into you during a broadcast, or well, yeah, I mean, we have
1: we have the times that they know we're going to be on but so i'll go to wherever say x y and z happened and i'll talk to the people there i'll get my interviews and i put it all together so usually i'm on at four five and six or a combination of those times and so i get my stuff together i write it edit it my photographer edits it and then we put it on and i'm live there at the place where it happened usually unless it's unsafe at four or five and or six
0: i mean so how often how much time do you find working on in a given day
1: I mean... I
0: know it varies, I'm sure. It totally varies. You know,
1: sometimes you just have those days when everything just comes together and it's super easy. And some days you're like, oh my God, this is never happening. Yeah, Yeah. And you're trying to crank something out or beg somebody to talk to you until the very last second. So, I mean, we get in at 1030. We usually leave by like 11 and then drive anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours away. And... It's honestly, every day is so different. Um, It's hard to really... There's no such thing as... Yeah.
0: No two days are the same. Yeah. No two stories are the same. Which is what I love about it because I'm
1: always doing something different and I'm not... I I always didn't want to just be sitting in a, you know, at a cubicle and doing the same thing. So...
0: Do you have any interest in ever doing like behind the desk stuff on air?
1: Um, I would be interested in having a hand in producing my own stuff, but I don't know. I... See, that's it's a hard, hard. question it's because hard it would call, right? it would depend on kind of the evolution of news because news is changing so much, and so I wouldn't be opposed to taking a bigger hand in that as that develops. But just in my current position now,
0: in what ways has is it changing the most? What do you see?
1: Everything's online now. I mean, we're sitting here doing a podcast. That's a new thing over the past couple of years. You didn't have that a while ago. You get people get news from podcasts, people get news from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and so. I think local news is trying to keep up with that a lot and just how things are so instant. Yeah. It used to be, you know, you could wait three or four hours and now people got to put it out instantly.
0: It, well, it used to be you weren't getting the news till the next day. Right. Like you weren't getting the news either till you're w- waking up in the morning with whoever you were watching on TV. Right. Or getting the newspaper.
1: Exactly. 20, 25 years but it's ago. it's all right in the palm of our hands now. And so everything has to be so instant.
0: And that's the thing. They're like, I don't need to wait for Kendall to tell me this at 5.30 exactly. tonight. I knew about this at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned Instagram. You know, the most important, the biggest question I have of all this stuff is how did you get a verified mark on Instagram? Oh. That's, <laughs> the most, that's the most, <laughs> that's the most important question. Honestly,
1: I wish I could say I did that myself. Uh, uh, my digital producer did that listen, for me. She's so. verified,
0: guys, and I see her. It's really her. It's a really, me. This, is re- this is the real deal. That's kind of cool how I though. got
1: verified. I just <laughs> that's it. Said it's actually me.
0: But that's kind of cool. No, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, it's exciting. I think there's like a thing you can go in and just ask them to do
0: it. I don't. Yeah, but I'm sure they don't do. They do that for a lot of media people. Yeah, like a lot of the media people. Right. What do they do at the station? They say. I think it has
1: more get- clout if your like digital team does it for you, but I'm not entirely sure.
0: So, t- do you use social media? I do for your work and
1: I do. I'm always trying to up my social media and do it more. And
0: are you on all uh, like everything? Facebook, Twitter, Twitter is huge for at Kendall Forward
1: right? TV on Facebook and Twitter at Kendall Forward on Insta.
0: Nice. What do you find the most value in?
1: I think for news, Twitter because you can just push out fastest. Um, just for behind the scenes and personal, I like Instagram and yeah. Facebook. is kind of. The one that you got to keep up with, I think it's good to update stories and kind of put your work out there. So that's how I use that mostly. Mm-hmm. So I would say news, Facebook, and Twitter, and then for personal, Instagram.
0: See, the thing is, what I can't get with Twitter is there's so much negativity on. There. Oh yeah, that's it's where all the trolls are, cra- right?
1: The trolls, yeah.
0: When you log in, are you just ready to see just just chaos? It's just craziness. How do you sift through everything with with all the negativity that's out there?
1: You gotta just unfollow. You got to click that unfollow button or that block button and just don't don't engage. And if people yeah. are a trolly, block them.
0: Don't you find that how how sad that is though, too when you think about it? I
1: mean, think about how I don't know, I don't know if I should say this, but think about how sad their life is if they're just sitting behind a computer bullying people. So it's terrible what people are saying, but at the same time you got to think about how sad their mindset is that that's what they choose to yeah. do.
0: What's going on in their life that make exactly. that's making them lash out at complete strangers? Because you know, first off, if they weren't sitting here with you, they would never say that. <laughs> of to course, your face. people
1: would never say ninety percent of the things that they say online to anybody's face.
0: I totally agree. It's probably like ninety nine point
1: nine. No, they just they wouldn't have the balls to say it.
0: No. And then even worse is what's going on with that kid? People
1: even write letters. I have colleagues, people write letters, handwritten letters. They take the time to literally get out a pen and paper and write them letters about, I don't like your hair today. I don't like your smile. I don't like your lipstick. or Your dress was ugly. Why do you need to take that time in your day to write down on a piece of paper, put a stamp on it, spend 50 cents, and put it in the mail?
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Well, that just goes to show you how 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 many people are out there that are so unhappy. They're in so much pain. Mm-hmm. They're so unhappy with themselves. They're so unhappy with their lives. This could be a 12-year-old kid on the other side of the computer screen. You don't yeah. know. You don't know. That person could come right into your life within two seconds. Parents aren't paying attention to them. They have no friends at school. They're 100 pounds overweight at 12 years old. Nobody likes them, and they're feeling so much pain, and they're... Yeah. this is their way this it's is their also outlet.
1: crazy the mob mentality once you get online once one person starts piling on how everyone else will kind of get behind a person or against another person when it gets rolling and like it's the, a little like the, dangerous like the
0: Tristan Thompson thing yeah that had to be wild yeah what are some other big ones that you've seen
1: well hey it happened in uh, Don't Fuck With Cats
0: oh uh, I was just gonna <laughs> say well think about how fucking pain how much pain that is. that was a psychopathic person right but how much pain that person had to be in to commit those types of crimes, right? It's horrible.
1: Well, what about the guy that they accuse of doing it that didn't do it, and then he and ended he up... killed himself. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, but he was trying to pretend he was doing it, which is totally, which up, is anyway. crazy. Yeah, like, like, it's but again, all... he was crying out for help too by trying to get. It's 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 crazy. You know what? I, I just wish that there's so many times where I wake up and I go, I wish there was no social media. Yeah. Think about it's, how
1: much more different our lives would be. It'd be a lot simpler, too.
0: It'd be so much simpler. It'd and I think so about kids
1: that are growing up with social media now. I cannot imagine growing up, going through school with social media at this point. This
0: is what they're exposed to. This is They don't right. know any different. They don't know any different. It's crazy. Social media for me didn't start until like I was like 21 years old. I mean, it, it just started. Right. The last 15, 20 years, basically.
1: Yeah. Then it, it's taken over. And it's I think it's changed every facet of everybody's lives and every industry. It's changed the media industry, but it's changed so many different industries and just how people work and how people market and how people do everything.
0: And listen, of course it comes with a ton of benefits. Of course. I mean, for your career it's 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 big. For us meeting each other where this wouldn't be happening. There wouldn't be these forms of mediums to be able to communicate and share ideas and information with people. So there's a lot of those kind of things, you know, where it's beneficial. But boy, does it make life so much more complicated. And right. I don't think we're really structured, our brain, brain-wise, structured to take in that kind of data. Like every day is just data dump, data dump, data dump. And also
1: dump. to just be kind of constantly keeping up with other people and
0: oh, wondering
1: the what they're doing, knowing what they're doing, things like that. I don't think that's healthy.
0: My favorite saying, one of my favorite sayings of all time, is "comparison is the thief of joy." Oh yeah,
1: by Roosevelt. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right, a hundred percent, and
0: it's so true. And if, it's but so when you're
1: seeing everybody doing whatever they're doing constantly, and they're always showing their best life, their highlight reel, it's it's impossible to not compare yourself,
0: and it's impossible to not feel bad about yourself mm-hmm. because all you're seeing is a one second snapshot of that highlight reel that you talk right. about. You don't see the other 23 hours, and of course, because we don't post the negative, our life is beautiful. We only post the best (laughs) parts, and then, of course, everyone else that's on the other end of that picture that didn't post it is going, Oh my god, I'm not that happy! Right? That's not me. Look how glamorous that person's life looks. I'm sitting here in sweatpants and doing nothing on a Friday night, they're all out having right. It's just,
1: yeah, someone actually, I was. Going on a lot of trips for a lot of weddings and bachelors and stuff like that, and they said you just look like you've been killing it recently and living life. And I was like, Oh my god, that's thank you, but that's so you're not like, true. Do like you have somebody
0: else in mind that you're fine? I
1: was like, I, <laughs> That's so far from the truth. I've okay. I had been feeling like I was, I don't know, not struggling, but I had just been overwhelmed. I was just feeling very like blah. a funk, like a I funk. i was yeah. feeling blah about yeah. myself, my life, and the fact that she said that, I was just like, Wow, that's so true of what people think they only see your best parts and because I've been going places and doing things and people were perceiving that I was living this jet setter life and so fabulous and which wasn't the case at all
0: that's incredible
1: so it's just goes to show you what you put out there and you might not even realize what people are
0: perceiving how is uh you're single correct
1: uh yeah
0: is that kind of single yeah how's dating life around here
1: it's interesting
0: (laughs) are you on the doing the dating app thing and
1: no, no, it's too it's too complicated. Is it? Yeah, you know, I've
0: I got back on just to check them out because I didn't even know what this stuff was. Yeah, you know, and I'm checking them out. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is a this is a that to me is much more shocking than social media, the dating app stuff because that stuff wasn't around 15 years ago before Yeah. before I got married.
1: I have so many friends that go on them, and just listening to their stories and like what they go through and how people act and I'm like oh my god that's nuts
0: there's so many crazy there's so many strange people out there there's a <laughs> lot of str- I, I imagine it's gotta be worse for you guys it's gotta be worse for the women I, I don't well, know well like
1: you said no one watches news anymore so <laughs> we, they don't know but I at least
0: no but it's gotta just be worse being a f- guys like the are guys, are guys are just guys are weird yeah. yeah there's so many but cre- I mean, listen there's some there's some creepy girls out there too it goes both ways but that's,
1: this is true but uh, maybe as a PSA everybody just be normal.
0: Yeah. I don't know. The dating app thing is that's kinda of, I can't get with that. I don't like it.
1: It doesn't yeah. feel right.
0: It's easier to just go as hard as it is to just go meet somebody. Yeah. It just feels like a more natural um progression when you just meet them face to face. You know? Yeah. I don't know. You just gotta find a place to meet them. I could them. be wrong. I could be wrong.
1: Maybe I, maybe I didn't give
0: it enough chance. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe I'm missing out. I have no idea.
1: Meet them out at a bar or wherever. But I, it's what people are doing now. It's what all the kids are doing.
0: <laughs> I know. That's, well, because it, it is. It's so easy yeah. now. Yeah. It's so easy. You pick up your but phone. But I think that's also people. the
1: problem is because people think it's so easy.
0: They're not giving any time.
1: Yeah. And they just let it drop at a second.
0: That's the problem. And there's they think so they can be so from. weird on it. There's so much to choose from. That's the. It's like when I go to Vegas with my buddies, right? Right. You go to Vegas, everyone's like, "Oh my God!" You go to Vegas, you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna hook up with all these girls. I, meanwhile, Vegas, you could not be further from the truth. You, let right. Me t- let me tell you why. You go to Vegas, you meet a group of. You're with your buddies, or or maybe it's girls. You're with your group of girls. You meet a group of uh, of uh like when I'm with my guys friends, meet a group of girls. Great, we're hanging out, right? Partying. Right. Next thing you know, like this is this. This can go somewhere. This is great. You know, you hit it off with somebody. Next thing you know, there's another group of girls across the pool. <laughs> hey, you you float. You can, you you float, can bop around. You're floating one, around. There's a if new one group. one turns you down, Look you got the next one. Look at this. Oh, I like this group even better. <laughs> and then it's and like what, and i gonna be
1: walking in in a second <laughs> so you don't even have to wait for it to fill up
0: and then next thing you know it's dinner and we're out and, 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 and oh, there's new people there it, you it, go so again, and then and next thing you know you go home by yourself because there's no uh-huh. right, overstimulation sitting, it's just there's too much there's too much and it's the same <laughs> thing with these dating apps it's it's too much yep. there's too much to choose from
1: so have you used one?
0: Have to, I've have gone on the dating apps. Ago, yeah, yeah. I've, I've tried. I've checked them out to see what see what it's like. First of all, Tinder I hated. Oh, Tinder, Tinder was I, so creepy. Tinder
1: was like back in the back in like wow. The college this is days. this is all new for me. Okay. I just
0: I just checked this out in the, okay. recently. Uh, Tinder I hated. And first of all, I thought Tinder was a ton of fake profiles. It was just strange. <laughs> the whole thing was strange. I had cats liking me. No really, no no pun intended. Okay. Yeah, literally cats. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's who I get. Um, and then we had the uh, hinge and Bumble, which they were a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just there's so much to choose from, right? And there's they so can all be people. fake. They could be fake. They could be crazy. It could be this, that. I was like, okay, I just got to get off of this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not into it.
1: It's hard. It's hard out there.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. It's got to be. Um. Anyways, we got we got, we kind of got sidetracked, from, sidetracked here. from the whole thing, but. But, uh, but you're covering the news. Right. You're enjoying the field reporting, which is yes. what you do. you do any writing or is this just all on air?
1: So I write all of my own stuff. Um, so like I go out in the day and they assign me my story and I have to collect the interviews and the information and then I write it into like a comprehensive, we call it a package, but I guess as a normal person, might understanding seen it as like a story. So I write that story and sometimes I'll have to write two separate ones. And so that's what I write. So I I do all that and then we edit it. But, are you, but
0: and you're publishing the the, the writing's going on, to Where does it go?
1: It's what I well it goes online, but that's a separate thing that I write, but it's what airs. It's like oh, okay. the, it's what my voice says that goes on air, if that mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: Sure. It's like a script manuscript a script, exactly. or whatever call Exactly. It's a script
1: it. that I read that is intertwined with interview quotes and things like that. And just kind of makes the story flow with the different video that we got and all of that. But it's the writing that I read for my story. Gotcha. And then we boop that on air and... After that's all done, then I put it online in a separate We got We got to
0: get you toward like a little niche. I could see you doing like something really big with the criminal stuff. You have really? the, the thing going, yeah. Really? Like yeah, a CSI yeah, yeah. type thing? First of all, the glasses first off. <laughs> done.
1: You know, I don't wear these on air.
0: <laughs> well, you should.
1: I don't. I pull them off as soon as that <laughs> camera starts rolling. I'm like,
0: um, Yeah, I don't know. Something. Something with crime, crime TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially if that's what you're comfortable covering and enjoying. I doing like, that kind I, of stuff. like I said,
1: I like the feature things as well, like the more fun, lighthearted things. But I, I like crime. I like breaking news. Um, kind of into all of it, as when, long as it's got a little bit of excitement, something to keep you going. Give us,
0: give us just one or two of your like over the past year here in Cleveland. What was like some of the more fun or exciting stories that you covered? Anything that pops comes to mind. Hmm.
1: What did I do? just the other day i did a fun story um we had <laughs> one uh of a naked guy who kept walking into windows at kent and mm. it was just kind of the whole obviously the sorority girls were super spooked and obviously it was a, just a weird thing and it was being able to tell it from a funny perspective but also a serious perspective that was fun
0: that wasn't delante west was it no no okay who's that <laughs> i forgot you don't know sports oh. uh, god no i'm totally so for- adding myself it was a former Cavs player oh okay who no. was basically doing the same thing recently no so.
1: it wasn't him <laughs> it was a guy who's someone was putting up to it but
0: hmm.
1: um so yeah and then we went there like three times because he kept doing it over and over again um so
0: he would just butt naked
1: yeah one time he had a red speedo on and he would write like weird things all over himself like i'm a pervert laugh at me like I have a And tiny... he'd go up to their
0: windows, knock on their windows.
1: He would put his phone, he would put it in front of his face and go... And they had Ring doorbell cameras, obviously, so they got it on video. And he would just, like, film himself looking in their windows. It was very bizarre. Wow.
0: That is... <laughs> I know. That's it was weird. Creepy. I know. It's these so poor how, girls. So how do you cover the story? Give us... What, what, what so do you say? So we got
1: the Ring doorbell video, and we showed that. Obviously, we had to blur some of, like, the profanities he had written on his body. Um, And then he also sent them naked instagram dms i think so we had those and we talked to the police chief about him just being like this is serious blah blah, blah. and then we talked to a bunch of girls on campus being like this is scary oh, we don't feel yeah. comfortable walking home at night you know could just start these stories and then it could go to other places you know what he's gonna do so that's kind of the different angle that we took.
0: And then, and then, you have to go on for thirty seconds or a minute and say.
1: Yeah, it's usually a minute and a half.
0: A minute, minute and a half, yeah. saying like, and then you have to be careful with how you're portraying this. How much thought goes into like that script?
1: A good. I mean, a good amount. A good it's my amount, ho- it's my right? full day. That's your day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my day. It's getting gotcha. the script together, getting the interviews, and writing it.
0: Interesting. Okay, so you had the creeper. What else? What else came, comes to mind? We did one.
1: This one was kind of. While we're on the creepy subject, we did one last week about a guy who had tried to do, like, his own sting operation of a um I forget where this was.
0: Oh, like To Catch a Predator? One yeah, he things. basically
1: did his own To Catch a Predator. It was on Akron, I think. And it ended up being a teacher. But the guy was actually, like, over 18, and he was just a regular citizen. So he was portraying himself as a 15-year-old, but he was actually uh, over 18. So... Oh. Are you following? (laughs) It's confusing. So the teacher came to meet who he thought was a 15-year-old, and the guy ended up being just a regular age man, so he's asking all these questions, filming it. He put this YouTube video out.
0: Yeah, I've seen these before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the police are kind of like, well, we can't do anything with it because police weren't involved, so.
0: Well, yeah, there's people trying to copy the To Catch a Predator stuff now. And, uh... Now, I think so. It's it's First of
1: all, it's super dangerous.
0: It's so dangerous. Because so you don't crazy. know,
1: once you corner a person like that, you don't know. I mean, they might think, well, my life is over anyway. Yes. I should just do something. And also, once you do that, police can't do anything with that evidence. Yes. Evidence, quote unquote. Well, but.
0: 15 years ago when Chris Hansen was doing it. People were like, "Oh, no one's going." They didn't know it, it was too soon. They well, he
1: also had police there. He had a whole team there. It was a whole different ball And, game. and
0: yes, that that too. And but even th- even when he was doing it, I was like, "God, this guy's got balls because what if this guy pulls out a gun or a knife or, you know, the the guy that's being caught." Now, you know, back then they didn't realize if no one's going to see it. Now, you know that the moment there's a camera, it's going it's going to go viral. People're going to see it. So these guys that are getting caught are even more desperate than they were 15 years ago to your point it's dangerous like you're gonna fucking put this out there on me that I, i'm coming to be with a minor yeah i'm gonna do something crazy so yeah and there's no re- there's no reward for these guys in return
1: exactly i don't yeah. know why they do it they should just anyway More of the story is call police and let them take care of it yes because you can get hurt you can but that was our story that we did last week that was a little bit crazy
0: so, do you see yourself in Cleveland for a while, or is this the type of career that?
1: Yeah, I un- like Cleveland. Cleveland's a good town. People here love Cleveland, which I like. They do. It's they have so much pride in their town. They're all about it. And which you've met
0: nice. you've met some good friends already, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, you met sure. Hannah
0: Blaylock, who was on the podcast. I recently. have. I met her. Yeah, and uh, everyone's been warm and welcoming. I would imagine. Yeah,
1: everybody's very friendly and nice, and you know, wanting to do things. So it's been fun. And It's been. cool new
0: step. Did you get out on Lake Erie this past summer? It's great. It's great. Oh my (laughs) gosh. You get out on the boat, do a little jet skiing, some tubing, some some surfing. It's fun. Okay. It's a lot honestly, there's some cool spots in Cleveland and you would never know that you're in Cleveland. Yeah. You go to like shoreby Club. Okay. Down down in uh Brattonall. Okay beautiful okay overlooking I'll the check lake. it out we'll this to. summer it'll be here before we know it it'll <laughs> it be here before be. We know. The, your dad's in town
1: so he just left this morning okay he was, was he town. like
0: what the hell is this this weather so he had
1: is- never been to cleveland and he lives in naples florida now oh, so geez, yeah, yeah. i kind of was like do you want to come when it's not snowing and not <laughs> like this and anyway he was like let's do it let's book it um but he has been down there for i don't know since i left like five years or something so he hasn't ever he's been around snow he lived in denver but oh okay know. yeah he's used to snow but he hasn't seen snow in a long time
0: he's like he's like what are you doing yeah he's like, this is ugh. this is rough yeah. <laughs> um, it was
1: nice we had fun we did little italy and all that stuff that's cool yeah. little
0: Italy's great social media she's on find her folks she's verified on instagram
1: kendall forward
0: She's the real deal, and then we've got Twitter, we've got Facebook. We'll yep. link it all up in the show notes. Yep, yep. Um, is there anything else we didn't talk about in this I don't think crazy so. career I think that you're, it all this crazy business that you're in? I don't it think really so. is. It's a different it is. beast.
1: That's what's fun about it, though.
0: It's a different beast. You never know what tomorrow holds. Exactly. Now, do you guys do you guys get any incentives for like if a story goes like berserk viral, or or is it just good for the good for the brand?
1: It's just it's good for good for the brand. Yeah. Good, makes you feel
0: good. <laughs> the future Barbara Walters. <laughs> Kendall Forward, thank you for coming on. All right, thanks Appreciate so much. It. Thanks.